You're listening to the Trailblazers podcast, episode 100. You're listening to the Trailblazers podcast, where we will explore the stories of successful Black professionals. Join us as we highlight the knowledge, resources, and tools of these accomplished trailblazers to help provide the know-how, confidence, and motivation you need to blaze your trail. And now, here's your host, Stephen Hart. What's up, Blazer Nation? My name is Stephen Andre Isles Hart. I'm a Jamaican, a Christian, a husband, father, son, and a brother. I'm employed as a marketing manager and on February 1st of 2016, I began a journey, a jokingly call my second shift. I gave birth that day to a podcast called Trailblazers.fm. And since that date until today and on into the future, I have found a way, sometimes out of what felt like no way, to publish an episode each and every Monday morning at 5 a.m. about an accomplished black professional. Today, 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 we celebrate the 100th episode of Trailblazers. 100 consecutive Monday mornings. 100 amazing reasons to be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and for you to rise above and go way beyond in blazing your trail. So today, we're going to celebrate this milestone, right? But through the next few minutes, it's my hope that I'll inspire you to begin to chase after your very own trailblazers.fm. You see, (laughs) it definitely wasn't all smiles and lollipops for me leading up to and into Trailblazers. And I've been thinking about how I might go about sharing with you who I was coming into this, right? And I wanted you guys to be able to get the entire story, but in an extremely succinct manner. And who better to share a quick view of my story than my writer guy, my heartbeat number one, Mrs. Kristen Hart. Mrs. Hart, welcome to the Trailblazers podcast. Why, thank you. (laughs) It only took 100 episodes to let me come on further than the intro. So, fact... Kristen Hart has been on every episode of the Trailblazers podcast (laughs) to this point. It's truly a mom and pop operation. (laughs) Define budget efficiencies. Welcome to being in an episode beyond a jingle. Thank you. So I have been thinking about having an episode 100 for a long time. Still have really no idea. I'm still waiting on my show notes. (laughs) (laughs) So... What I thought would be interesting to Blaze Nation is to have you share a little bit from your vantage point, because you're the buttoned up corporate side of this relationship. I'm nodding. <laughs> <laughs> and I want you to share from the vantage point of the wife of an entrepreneur. Take me back to your thoughts on when I approached you about starting yet another idea with this podcast. So I think to fully explain that, for those of your listeners that haven't been on your entire journey, I need to give a little bit of context. So Stephen is the serial 
entrepreneur <laughs> and I am the steady Eddie, slow and steady wins the race, corporate person, works for the man. I know where my paycheck comes from every two weeks. I know where our benefits come from. And so we're just built differently, but we complement each other nicely. Over the course of our relationship, however, we've been through our ups and downs on the entrepreneurial journey. And so for me, I've always, I lean towards being more conservative, knowing that we have had some tougher years, particularly the beginning of our marriage. Jeff where, <laughs> Yes, where, you know, Stephen had a significant business crisis. And it wasn't just, you know, people just say, oh, well, you know, you guys had to go on to one income, doesn't matter, you were two people, you know, you didn't really have expenses, but there were a lot of liabilities, things like that, and just a lot of stress and trying to, you know, start a family during that time, etc. And so I just lean towards the side of being more conservative, you know, very candidly, and I don't know if I ever told you this. So Stephen has a lot of ideas. And always wants to start something new. I don't know that I really remember the first time he brought this up. Because, well, two things. A, he has a lot of ideas. So sometimes they all blend together for me. But also... Also, just be like, I know that you think about things and because I get more nervous, you don't tell me right away. Right. And so I remember when and you first became, yes, I know you probably didn't. So when you first became, se- <laughs> when I first realized it was something serious, it's like, okay, like all of a sudden it wasn't a thing and then it was. And it was like, all of a sudden we had to start this podcast, had to start this podcast. And I'm going through my head like, okay, A, what's a podcast? I don't really listen to podcasts. I still don't, candidly. <laughs> um <laughs> I like fiction. So like, what's a podcast? B, anyone who knows us and knows us as a couple, Stephen is not the storyteller. He is not a natural orator. I'm like, land the plane. When you're talking, you're talking too slow. I can tell a story about buying socks and make it interesting. And I'm like, oh my goodness, what is he going to talk to people about? But one thing that Stephen (laughs) has always been able to do is, well, and actually, no, one more thing that just that was interesting to me. And it's just kind of been an evolution growing up with, you know, in a household that was my mother is African American, my dad's is Jamaican. You know, my dad's family, a lot of them didn't identify with being black. And so for Stephen to come and say, and a lot of Jamaicans don't identify with being with the black American, it's a different, it's just different culturally. And so for Stephen to say he wanted to start a podcast, that was focusing on black social leaders, entrepreneurs, business professionals, et cetera. I'm like, oh, huh, that's interesting because it's not something even that naturally for you, mm-hmm. you identified with. I think it was probably yeah. more with me because I yeah. know that there were issues that and were more kids. sensitive to me than there were <coughs> to you, even as we were dating. Yeah. And so all of those things made it really interesting. But one thing about Stephen, my dad always says that too, one thing about that Stephen, but Stephen has always had the ability to create something and I'm saying this to the audience now because I'm sitting in front of you, but the ability to create something truly unique where he didn't have the skills on paper or the technical qualifications before, but really create it and make it his own. This has been different than other ventures as we got into it because the other things, I think, they were business ideas and they were based on things that maybe, you know, it's something that you would have liked to do. Some of them worked. Most of them didn't, but that's how you find, you know, you have to have a little bit of pressure to get a diamond. They all had different motivations behind them. This is the first, and I will say it to the Blazer Nation, it's not the moneymaker. It has been a complete labor of love. It is a sacrifice, not only for Stephen, but for our whole family, because when he's doing the interviews, I'm controlling the 
herd of elephants upstairs. Or crumb snatchers. Um, yes. Layla and Nigel trying to make it seem like, you know, we don't live here. Or, you know, I also have, <laughs> you know, obligations for work, etc. And so we're always having to trade off. We live by the Outlook calendar. So it's been a, it's a sacrifice all around, but so fulfilling. And it's one of those things where it's really just taken off. And you don't realize the impact, you know, Steven's here recording. And even now, you know, we've, he fortunately, you know, this used to be a, a true labor of love every weekend. He did the editing for, you know, 10, 12 hours. Now he has some help with that, but he's here recording, just pumping these things out. And it's becoming more, I don't want to say a commodity, but it's easier in air quotes mm-hmm. to produce. But then you get listeners calling in saying what an impact it made. Or, you know, we think about in this area, we have access and it's one of the reasons why, you know, for better or worse, the DC area is very expensive, but you have access consistently to black professionals, corporate leaders, entrepreneurs, et cetera, that are doing well. It is not an anomaly. That is not the case Around for the most country. of the world. Right. Or this country. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I tend to take that for granted. And even in my circle, even where we live, if you look at the people that we're surrounded with, we have several friends that are CEOs of companies. Most people don't have that to look up to. They don't even know that that's an option. Mm -hmm. And so I think that this is invaluable in that, that we can provide hope and just really a vision to a whole generation, a whole group of people black, white, and other that don't have that perspective. Yes. That was a very long answer, but wanted to show how I truly went from being cynical to I'm fully on board. Am I always liking it when there's an interview scheduled, when I have somewhere to go? No. <laughs> or <laughs> when, you know, I think that the children walk with Stephen's offices in our basement and where they like to stampede is right above. And so I think they just walk harder during interviews. <laughs> but now it's been, it's been a true labor of love and I'm just so thankful and how it's worked out. And, you know, it was just a true blessing to get to episode 100. I remember being down here still at the basement, different configuration, recording the the jingle. Um, the jingle. Very rushed to, you know, you knew you were going to put it out that day. <laughs> so why all of a sudden it was a surprise that we needed a jingle? I don't know. But yeah. And now we can't think of a jingle probably without you. In hey, there. maybe. Or yeah, we'll figure out how to get Layla in there. Yeah, that would be cool. Anything else you wanted to add? No, just I guess the only thing would just be thank you. Thank you to everyone who all of your guests who have come on and put their time into their actual interviews, into pouring into you, into promoting the episodes, and most of all to your listeners who have just tuned in faithfully, weekly, or whenever they can, who've provided feedback, comments, reviews, who've come out to see you at Podcast Movement, who've reached out to you via email. I think it's just been tremendous. And even, you know, from my circles, I was hesitant initially about telling people, oh, my husband has a podcast. It's just a small (laughs) thing. And now, you know, I walk with your cards. And even Layla, if we're going somewhere, she's like, do you have daddy's card? Do you know he likes you to hand those out? (laughs) Yeah, she she makes fun of you. So, but just thank you. I love you and I appreciate you. And I am grateful to you for always supporting me <laughs> in the good and in the bad. And I'm happy that you're my ride or die and, and ride it with me on this grand adventure of ours. It's been a 10 year journey. That's right. Almost 10 years. Right? Yep. So you guys should also tell him to take me on a nice trip for 10 years. <laughs> I deserve it. We're approaching our 10 year on June 28th of 18. So thank you, Mrs. Hart. Appreciate having you on and look forward to actually having you on your own episode pretty soon. 
Sounds like a plan. <laughs> so I promised you guys Kristen would deliver a taste of the truth and she did not disappoint, right? <laughs> so there are a couple key takeaways from what she said that I just want to cover real quick. The first thing is maybe maybe you listen on a weekly basis or maybe even on occasion, right? And you know at your core that you're not the entrepreneur in your relationship. And so you maybe relate to a lot of what Kristen just said. And what she said was spot on. So many of my ideas, my entrepreneurial ideas didn't get very far, right? They didn't pan out. But I hope that you found inspiration that will allow you to continue to support your mate. Because many of us entrepreneurs, we have (laughs) a shiny light syndrome, right? We, We have all these ideas, but your job as the constant in that relationship is to keep encouraging them no matter what to help them discover the lessons and the feedback that life is providing them in those failures, but to continue on, to continue to support them because one of those ideas can easily become something amazing, just like Trailblazers did for me, right? And that said, I have to reflect on something that was said in last week's episode 99 with Tiffany Sutherland, who reminded us that as entrepreneurs, we have to be certain that the passion we are pursuing also encompasses what we're gifted at, and what we're called to do, right? Yes, Kristen made a great point. I am nowhere near the storyteller that she is, right? But I know my strengths. I know I'm gifted in being this fun, loving, outgoing guy who you guys hear week in and week out, who's never really met a stranger in his life, right? I knew that I couldn't do a solo podcast because that was my strength. I did an interview style podcast that allowed me to tap into my talents, to have conversations and ask questions that would help to unpack and pull out those nuggets of wisdoms from the guests that we've had on and allow them to share their story and for them to be the storyteller. And eventually learned how to hold my own and be able to tell my own story. And I've done that successfully now on several other podcasts as a guest, right? Another great point that Kristen shared that I just want to touch on is that growing up in Jamaica in the 80s and 90s, race definitely was not an issue, at least not like it is here in the States. And I know that my other Jamaicans listening, you would agree that we grew up with much more of an awareness of there being classism issues, if you will, versus racism. But like I shared from the beginning of this journey, my reason for starting this platform was really my children. My daughter, Layla, maybe four or five at the time when this idea came about, was really my core inspiration, right? I didn't grow up in this country where people labeled me or I identified or knew that people were labeling me based on the color of my skin. My daughter and my wife have experienced that. My son will likely probably experience that. And true, you know, I experience more of that today and I'm conscious of that more so today than when I moved here at, you know, 16 years old, you know, so many, nearly 25 years ago, right? But I fight daily as a marketer who lives on the web, lives in social media, looks at newsfeed every day and I see mainstream media putting out images to us and to our children that role models, especially in the black community, are athletes and musicians and reality TV folks. And I struggle with that because like Kristen pointed out, several of the people in our very own community are the real role models and they're crushing it at the highest level right now, but they're not in the mainstream, right? They're not big time influencers, right? They're just crushing it at what they're passionate about and what they're gifted at and where their talent lives, right? 
And so that's where my light bulb moment went off and where I realized, you know, I needed to be able to pour in to help share that with the world, right? That we have so many accomplished, successful, amazing people out there. And, you know, so (laughs) I know I'm definitely not perfect, right? But I know that none of the people that God called on in the Bible to do amazing things were, right? They just happened to be obedient. And I really feel every day in my heart, in the core of my soul, that God is working on something in and through me with this platform and that we've only just begun this journey. So I say all that, you know, and I'm happy that Kristen supported me in this journey, despite all the negative memories that we have shared together through almost 10 years of marriage around my past entrepreneurial endeavors, some of which did not go well at all, right? And if you want a little bit more context on probably the deepest dive that I've had as an entrepreneur, go back to our one-year anniversary episode number 58 and listen to some of what I shared there. Guys, you know, over the past couple of years, switch gears for a little bit, I met some amazing people around the world who are now embracing the idea and the movement and laying claim to being part of Blazer Nation, right? That's our community of listeners around the world. And in case you haven't heard the latest, trailblazers.fm is now downloaded in 108 countries around the world. And I have the pleasure, mostly through social media, where I spend a lot of time in Twitter and Instagram interacting with folks who are listeners like yourselves and even other podcasters who I've met. And several have become friends who I talk with on an everyday basis. And so at this point in this 100th episode, I would just love to extend to our listeners, to you, to Blazer Nation, a very warm thank you. None of this happens without you. And and if you decided not to download these episodes, we'd not be here at episode 100. So, you know, earlier this year, one of our listeners identified herself on Twitter. She sent me a direct message on Twitter and we've become friends ever since. And so I just wanted to share this brief conversation that we shared. All right. So can you tell us your name, where you are, where you're from, and tell us a little bit about what you do? Sure. So I'm Annette Richards and I live in Canada. Born in Jamaica, raised in Canada, and I currently work in information technology at a Crown Corporation in Canada as a senior IT business analyst. So Annette, how did you first discover Trailblazers? Oh, that's an experience I love telling. (laughs) (laughs) So I love gardening. That's one of my pastimes. And when I'm gardening, I usually have something playing, usually music or a podcast or something on YouTube. And on this particular day, I was listening to Berez Hammond, (laughs) and I had exhausted my Berez playlist. So wanting to hear something else that was nourishing for my mind, I stopped and decided to do a search on YouTube or Google, and I found an episode of TV Pod. So I started to listen, and I heard this very happy voice announcing the podcast. (laughs) 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 And my, my ear perked up. And so as I listened, I continued to listen. I heard the statement of the mission and you had my attention there. So for that day, I binge listened to every episode that was available and became a subscriber. Wow. Mm -hmm. Love it. 
Thank you. <laughs> so, so how has the podcast impacted you since listening? The podcast has now been part, as I said before, you know, part of my religion. Every week, every Monday morning at about 5 a.m., I go into my iPad and I look for the podcast and I hit play. It's really important to me because it helps me to set, you know, my intentions and my vibe for the day. It's really very positive. And if you listen to something like that, first thing in the week as you're heading out to work, first thing in the morning, you feel like Superman or Superman woman <laughs> it's amazing so annette i have to tell you thank you so very much for becoming a listener and for reaching out it's important to me that you did when you did mm-hmm. and i can't imagine doing this you know going through this journey that we're on not having developed the friendship that we have as a result of you connecting in a twitter dm of all things <laughs> and sharing what you just did mm-hmm. and I value you as a friend, as a listener, as a colleague, as, you know, just love what your energy, love what you're doing. Tell us a little bit about your blog. (laughs) My blog. So my personal mantra is to be my personal best. Mm -hmm. I believe that as individuals, we each have something very special and very unique. And so I feel that everyone's competition is themselves. And if you live Mm -hmm. your life every day, just trying to be the best version of yourself every day that you would have made your contribution to society. And so it's not about being perfect. It's about being the experience of yesterday with you. And so each day we're always essentially, you know, taking the pen or the eraser and fixing everything from the day before. To me, that's revision. And so my blog is called Life in Revision because I feel that we're fixing life as we go, getting better, doing better. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. And so lifeinrevision.com. That's right. www.lifeinrevision.com. And the mission is to encourage and to empower individuals to take action and to be the best version of themselves every day. Key on taking action because you can know something, you can feel something, but for whatever reason, fear or laziness or just all the excuses we give ourselves, we don't do you know, what we feel that we should do in our belly and we carry this thing to our grave. And so my mission is to encourage everybody to live that out, whatever it is, whatever version, whatever flavor, because everybody has something. And there is a thing in us that makes us feel that, you know, we can't possibly bring anything new to the situation, but I feel differently. Even if somebody has done it, they haven't done it in my voice or in my flavor or in my way. So there's an Annette spin on it and there's a Steven spin and there's a reason why we are all here because we contribute to that, you know, experience for each other. Life in revision. And so you guys have to check out Annette's blog. She's an amazing writer and a true (laughs) action taker at the core. I think you inspired me when I was giving thought to increasing the frequency of episodes. You're like, no, because I love to take action on what I hear each week. And I took that into account. So I, I love that. I love love your feedback, love your input. Each and every week, you have something that you share and you've been a great help to me in so many ways. And I can't thank you enough for your inputs in this TV pod journey. 
You're welcome. It's my pleasure. I think that's really key, though, you know, for all our listeners, because in this day and age, we can be information junkies where we're taking in a lot. But I feel very strongly about TB Pod because all of these professionals come on and they give us their experience and they tell us what they do. I don't think that they intend for us to be just passive listeners, but they're telling us that, listen, I did it. You can. So I think we owe it to them to take action on the examples that they're showing. And otherwise, we won't make a difference if you don't do something, right? That's right. That's right. Love it. Thank you, Annette. You're most welcome. It's my pleasure. Listen, it was so dope to have Annette message me and identify herself earlier this year. And for those of you who have been listening for some time and you have not, I invite you. I would so greatly appreciate you guys saying, hey, Stephen, I'm listening. It's just so awesome to know who's out there on the other end consuming this content. And so if you're on Twitter or if you're on the gram, shoot, you know, connect with me. I'm at TB Pod. I'm at Stephen A. Hart. And if you're not big on social media, hop on over to tbpod.com and shoot me a message there. You can jump on our contact page and just send me a message. You know, I'd love to get to know, know you and be able to hear a little bit more about your own journey. And, you know, beyond our listeners, I've been blessed in so many ways to meet several people who have also become featured guests on the podcast. And some of our past guests I read about in press releases or news articles and being totally honest with you, I chased them down until they said yes. You know, I just did not take no for answer. Some of our past guests sent me emails or I had several people who had PR, their press people, send me their their press kits, and that's how they got on. And then there's several that I met through email introductions from other past trailblazers. But I have to say, you know, if I go back to the very beginning, early on, right, when I was brand new, and, you know, like Kristen said, when you weren't too sure you wanted to even share what was going on because it never defined itself yet, I had to go fish. I had to go fish for trailblazers without any real base, without having been established yet. And I used my talent and my gifts in digital media and social media to go engage, you know, with folks cold on LinkedIn and on Twitter. And some of my most rewarding relationships and conversations came from those cold initial connections. I like to say you never really know, you know, when certain things will happen until they do, right? But there's some individuals who they're awesome. They're amazing. And I will finish a terrific conversation with them and for no fault of theirs or mine, really. You know, that the mission was just for them to be on the podcast and it wasn't likely going to be a lasting connection much past that because we didn't really create or have enough connection points that would be meaningful for us to engage on an everyday basis or even on a frequent basis, right? And that's cool. That happens. Those are what I term as seasonal relationships, right? They're in your life for a time and a season. And then <laughs> there are some people who absolutely know, you know, deep down inside that those relationships, when that conversation comes to a close, when that interview comes to a close, that relationship has only just begun, right? I know and I felt where relationships begin out of those conversations and that's what I term lifetime relationships. And I know that God has lasting purpose, right, for those connections to have been created and to grow. 
And in March of last year, in March of 2016, I began one of those lifetime connections with a true trailblazer by the name of Sean Dove. And I knew from our very first connection that our journey, our relationship, our friendship would be something special. So, Sean, you and hey, I, Steven. You, you and I met probably what, like a few weeks after I started the platform. And I always come back to this thought of us connecting on Twitter and probably an hour or two in, as my memory serves me, I remember you sending me a DM and saying, you know, if you didn't create this platform, I've been looking for you for the past six months is what you said. And I remember you saying, you know, if you didn't create this, I was going to have to. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> do you remember the story in that way? <laughs> no. So, yeah, I do. I remember the evening pretty vividly when I discovered you and Trailblazers podcast. I want to say it was a Monday evening coming home from work from New York City to uh, New Jersey on New Jersey Transit. And yes, so over the years, I've been getting more and more into podcasts. And I said, you know, we need a podcast that really speaks to the Black community and elevates Black entrepreneurs and creatives and entrepreneurs. And we really need that. So that loop was running in my head. And then I think it was on Twitter. I discovered Trailblazers podcast and reached out to you immediately and thank you for creating it. And yes, you know, I, Stephen, I have to send myself a memo once a week. And in that memo, I tell myself the uh, antidote to my shiny new object syndrome is to polish and perfect what I already have in my hands, you know, so I'm a, I like to start things up. And so, yes, I was like, well, maybe I'll start one. Thank God you came along because certainly I would not have been able to do it in the fashion that you have done. And so really excited. And I think I was episode number 16. That's right. And here we are, 100th episode. And it's just been a joy and pleasure. Just, uh, I think, uh, the two of us have grown dramatically together yes. over the last two years. So it's really been exciting. Yes. You know, as you said, I, I think to the fact that you, you reached out and in our first few conversations, you know, there's this immediate connection and you often say something to the effect of sometimes seeing a vision for someone else before they themselves can even see it. And I have to say, I have, big visions for trailblazers but there's nobody like shondo being a champion for trailblazers i don't think anyone has referred <laughs> and introduced as many people who have become trailblazers themselves you know you've supported me in more ways than i can imagine and what do you see trailblazers becoming well one let me just say this what continue to attract me to trailblazers like so let's just say we did connect and you turned out to be a jerk steven <laughs> right let's, let's say for chance that that happened and i would have been like you know nice idea interesting platform but steven's a jerk right and i don't want to work with him but conversely get an opportunity to meet you and talk to you in your engaging spirit, your willingness to learn, but your entrepreneurial passion, all of that attracted me to you and the podcast. Mm -hmm. But I would say even more importantly, I don't know how many conversations, it's, but you told me the story 
mm-hmm. of launching <laughs> Trailblazers podcast. And you told me the story of how shortly after or right before your marriage to Christian, you and your business took a serious hit yep. and you lost millions and you were on a cruise and you were trying to decide to jump overboard or you <laughs> continue with the mission. And so that story was pretty compelling. I think by heart and by nature, I'm an encourager. I like to inspire people only because people have inspired me, have encouraged me throughout my career. And you also with Trailblazers, you know, one of the mantras of the campaign for Black Male Achievement is that we have to become masters of our own media, mm-hmm. right? And become producers, not consumers. Yes. And when I saw the Trailblazers platform and I saw the folks that you were lifting up said, I want to be a part of this, right? So you created a community that made it very easy for me to be a part of. And so I think that's what it is. And wow, what do I see the broader vision? I see Trailblazers continuing to grow. I see Trailblazers as a multimedia platform. I see live events For Trailblazers, I look forward to the day. So right now we're celebrating your 100th episode. Yes. I look forward to the call or email when you email me and say, you know what, Sean, I am well positioned to dive into this full time. And hopefully your employer is not listening to this (laughs) and, and I'm out. Right. And so. I just see that Trailblazers has just been a tool, not only for the creative, professional, entrepreneurial voices and providing people like me a platform, but there's so many listeners. You got listeners across the globe Mm -hmm. and the power of stories, the power of a quote, you know, one quote from, uh, I think it was Coach C, you know, she said, if you bet on tomorrow, everybody loses. I don't know what. Yes. Yep. Coach Conceda, I don't know what episode that was, but that sticks with me and aligns with one of my missions and mantra, mission mantras, you know, stop stalling on your calling and just jump in. So the other thing I will say, Stephen, about trailblazers, and I've said this to you before, you are impacting through this platform, through you taking the leap and creating this 100 episodes in, you're impacting lives of folks that you will never, ever meet, right? Folks that may have been on the edge of quitting, giving up. Some of your episodes have dealt with mental health. People that may have been on the edge of giving up on life and listening to your podcast and said, you know what? I can't quit now. And so that's why I'm a, you know, a, a lifetime encourager of your work. Thrilled to be a partner with the campaign for black male achievement. And I want to thank you. Yes, I am steadily referring potential, <laughs> uh, interviewees. And when I take a step back and look at your hundred episodes, I smile when I see a number of folks that I've referred that have given you some quality interviews. Yeah. So that, that makes me really excited, man. It's like building. I'm proud to be part of the Trailblazers tribe. Well, I just want to say I appreciate you. You've become, as we shared just a minute ago, you became a guest yourself back in May of 2016. And Sean, you quickly marched up the charts then to our number two position. And that would often fluctuate, right? There are maybe three other folks. It initially was a guy in the number one spot and two ladies came up and crept past you. And, you know, we had 
we had our one year anniversary episode, which we, you're a big part of helping create. And, uh, yeah, I love that. Yeah. And, you know, you never felt below five, but we could never get you above two. And I, I want to share with Blazer Nation this morning, today on this hundredth episode that Sean Dove is our number one trailblazer. You are trailblazer number one. Your most wow. downloaded episode ever in the history of these hundred episodes. And I couldn't yes. think of anyone more fitting to be in that spot for our listeners in 108 countries around the world. So congratulations to you and thank you so very much for being our champion and being a great friend. And, you know, this morning as I was reading my devotional, you know, Sean, a couple weeks ago, I had the distinct pleasure of being in the company of all these rumblers at Rumble Young Man Rumble, your signature event in Louisville. And, you know, I don't know what it was that drew me to you, but I think after Rumble, I always say my dad reminds me most of like in terms of people that I'm around, you know, living, right? My dad reminds me of Jesus. He's just a, an immense, like, selfless giver. And Sean, I looked at that room and the respect that folks had for you and your heart for giving selflessly. And that's what draws me to you. You remind me of my dad. And wow. you have that quality in you as well to give of yourself and your impact. Also, as you shared that, you know, the work I'm doing, the impact that that has, I'm not able to do that work without your support. And so you are pouring into me to be able to reach people in that way. And, and as well as you've done through hundreds of other people in that room. And I shared with you privately, but, you know, I'll say it openly. I went through every range of emotion in that room and you helped me to open my eyes to see the potential and the possibility and made things tangible for me in the work that I'm doing with Trailblazers moving forward. And, you know, this morning I was, I don't take this that it was by chance, but my devotion this morning was from Matthew 9, 36. And it says, you know, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. You are an amazing shepherd and you're leading your sheep. And I just want to encourage you, my brother, to continue to do the work that you're doing. I love you. I appreciate you. And I can't wait to see what God has in store for the work that you continue to do for CBMA as we head forward. So thank you so very much for sharing in this 100 episodes. And I can't wait for us to have this conversation on our thousandth. (laughs) I am so excited and talking about a range of emotion, brother. You had me grinning from ear to ear. We, a few minutes ago, said that I was the number one download and I'm sitting here smiling and wishing this was a video conference and folks could see me <laughs> glowing. And then now you got me in tears just talking about your dad, talking about Rumble. And uh, I just want to say that I am just honored and, you know, just grateful that I have an opportunity that God's blessed me in so many ways. And it may sound like a cliche and corny, but, you know, we're all blessed to be a blessing. Mm -hmm. And for me to be able to bless others through what he has done in my life. And I'm just grateful that we can integrate our communities, right? Because there's a trailblazer community. There's a campaign for Black Male Achievement community. The week of Rumble 
we had four or three of our fellows, our Building Beloved Community Leadership Fellows on the Trailblazers. And so I am just, you know, listen, man, excited about what's in store for the both of us. We are in a time in our nation and we look at our community that we are in the fight for and of our lives. And we got to find better ways to do just what we're doing to come together and multiply each other's work. And I know that this is a short episode and my time is winding down. But, you know, one of the things I want to remind you, and I want to echo what I said earlier, Stephen, is that, you know, there's someone that you don't even know that's rising up in their calling only because they're watching you rise up in yours. Mm-hmm. And I think of uh, the young brother TQ who started his podcast, um, Breaking the Glass. And what I love about you is, you know, some folks like, you know, uh, they start something and they're like, I got mine, you get yours. They don't want to mentor. They don't want to share. He emailed me and said, you know, he, you know, I made the connection and when I told him that I knew you, he was like ready to cut off my interview and said, just put me on the Steven, you know. Uh, <laughs> and he was so excited that you and he connected and you responded. And so he was really, and I was so proud of you and him and that connection. And also want to say, you know, proud of you when you went out to podcast movement. You know, I wasn't able there to be with you, but I had somebody from my team and you delivered your keynote. So listen, the best is yet to come. Yes. The campaign for black male achievement is honored that you created a platform for us to invest in and to be a sponsor. And really looking forward to what's in store, especially those live events, brother. And I just want to say for your listeners, the power of persistence, the power of consistency that I knew for a hundred episodes. I think I may have found you in the fourth episode, yeah. but for 96 right. straight episodes, Monday morning at 5 a.m., I can count on a Trailblazers podcast dropping. And we can't belittle that, right? So many of us start stuff and we don't finish. Mm -hmm. But I just, I'm waiting, you know, and I love it when you do your solo episodes to hear your story of producing podcasts Mm -hmm. and producing Trailblazers for a hundred straight Monday mornings. And it has not been easy. <laughs> Listen, if it was, if it was easy, a whole bunch of us, if it was easy, I'd be doing it. There are at <laughs> least five Monday mornings at 2 a.m. where I'm falling asleep on the mic. <laughs> Put it that way. You know, and I remember the time your system crashed. Right yeah. You, yeah. Uh, that was a 5 a.m., 6 a.m. right before figuring it out. Yeah, but we figured it out. And so. No, no. That resiliency is powerful, man. And so many of us, you know, I just want to thank you, Stephen, for the commitment and the consistency. And I know it gets hard, right? Mm -hmm. But I tell you what, you've already been blessed and you'll continue to be blessed. And the last thing I will say is for me in my leadership, with my family, and which I call the Dove Nest and the Campaign for Black Male Achievement, as we move into 2018, the increased focus, intentionality, and tenacity about bettering my health mm-hmm. and building my wealth. Yes. That is the focus. I will say this on the air. You know, we're working with uh, Dr. Pamela Jolly mm-hmm. and doing work in Detroit with something called the Black Male Equity Initiative. You have got to get her on your show 
And your listeners have got to hear the vision and the work she's doing about building generational wealth in the black community. So that is a shameless plug for uh, the wealth building <laughs> work that the Campaign for Black Male Achievement is going to be launching in 2018. Well, we were definitely working on having her on, but I'll let her know that she has no way to cop out. <laughs> <laughs> Now that you've called her out. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And I love you, brother. I just want you to know. I love you, you as love. well, my brother. Thank you so much. So, you know, I've said it many times over that I attained so much wisdom and knowledge from this podcast over this period of time, which stem from my having to learn to research and craft and deliver the right questions at the right times in these conversations. And that required me to have to learn the art of listening to and for those nuggets of wisdom and the failures and the successes and the advice of these amazing individuals. Then after we're able to extract that knowledge, I had to learn to spend hours that allowed me to edit in just the right way, edit these episodes, promote them, share them, and share these messages in a way that would impact your daily lives and bring you practical wisdom. Right. And that has happened every single week for almost two years going. Right. So we highlighted Sean today and rightfully so. Right. As I said, Sean is our number one most downloaded trailblazer in these hundred episodes. And I'm so happy and so proud and so grateful for him as a friend, as a brother, as a sponsor, the first and only sponsor, sponsoring partner of the Trailblazers podcast. And it's my hope that that continues to be the case, right? I'm developing product in the new year. You're going to hear much about that. But it's my hope that our product in tandem with the Campaign for Black Male Achievement are the sole partners of this podcast, right? That's just my heart for the mutual vision of CBMA and Trailblazers. Sean and I touched on this just briefly, but my attending Rumble Young Man Rumble CBMA's signature event in Louisville, Kentucky at the Muhammad Ali Center reminded me of why I am doing this work and the possibilities of trailblazers pouring fuel into the leaders on the front line, as well as young men and women and boys, right? And girls. I know CBMA is focused on black male achievement, but there are a lot of women that are in this fight for black male achievements. And so, you know, I listened to a young man share his hopes, share his dreams, share his truths at that event. And something touched my soul. This young man sat at my table. And when he got up and shared his truth, that from the first or second grade, there were teachers who poured poison into his mind to tell him not even to bother to learn because he would soon be caught up in the struggles of his city and likely, you know, a, a person who ends up in jail, right? Or on the bad side of the tracks, right? And I thought of my second grader, my heart fell, it sank. You know, I realized that there is work still to be done. And it's great that us as adults can consume this content but it's even more important to me that each and every one of you listening to this do your part to pour into a young black child in your community who needs you, right? So I just wanted to share that, right? Because it's really important. I cried real tears over that period of time at this event. 
And I needed to because it was what woke me up and reminded me of my own childhood and having, I have great parents, but it took a community just the same. It took a community. It took an uncle who, you know, saw kind of the trajectory of my own life and saw that me moving back to Jamaica after high school wasn't a smart idea and fought to keep me here in the US. And that's probably why I'm alive and in the position I'm in today, right? So I know my part. I know that, again, God is calling me to do this work. And I'm encouraging each of you through my voice and platform to also jump in this fight with us, right? And to do some research on CBMA, do some research on the organizations in your very community that are trying to, not trying to, that are engaging in this fight and see how you can do your part to help them. You know, I remember when flipping the script, I remember when I was doing my market research and I was preparing to launch this podcast. There's some research that I'd stumble upon back then that had made an argument that, you know, the failures of black businesses stemmed largely from the lack of mentorship of other successful and accomplished black business owners and leaders. And those of us who were accomplishing some measure of success weren't reaching back and pouring out to fill up those who are coming behind us, right? It's old crab and barrel mentality. And I believe, I'm determined that through this Trailblazer platform, we have already begun to reframe that narrative, right? My belief is that all boats are going to rise with the tide. And so that's the reason that, you know, Sean touched on this with TQ. I do this, I try to do this every single week. I'm so busy that I can't pour in a way I would really love to anymore in terms of the quality and amount of time. But I try to give every ounce of wisdom that I can in the time that I do have available to lift up as many people as I can who are coming into podcasting, who are trying to learn marketing. And a lot of what my heart tells me I'm going to end up doing in this coming year is around helping people to brand their own platform. So if you are a business owner, I'm going to tell you that I think it's imperative. I think it's mandatory that you spend one hour each and every week going forward, listening to trailblazers.fm. And if you have more time, right, which I think we all have time, it's just a matter of what we'll sacrifice to make an adjustment to reallocate time to something else that we need, right? So if we'll sacrifice a football game or a basketball game or time just plopping down on the coach, there are also several other podcasts or books that are good for us to consume also. And so I want you to begin to do some of that, right? So that you can hear and interact and engage with the stories, the failures, the strategies, the inspiration that is going to come from folks that sometimes are going to look and sound just like us, right? And I think that's that carries great impact, right? And provides us great mission fuel. Even if it don't look and sound like you, I know in my heart that you're going to gain practical wisdom that you need to be able to push forward. So if you've heard all of this to this point and you still somehow, right, think that. I'm just this lucky dude that happened to be in the right place at the right time. I'm going to close out and share some wisdom with you that was shared with me. Sometimes life is going to throw you a curveball like it did for me back in July of 2008. And when it does, or if it already has, you're going to find yourself asking questions. You're going to ask questions about your purpose, your job, your friendships, and maybe even yourself. Right? And when my curveball came, I stood 
There's a dear friend, rest in peace, Hector, who shared with me Jeremiah 29, 11, that says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. And I want each and every person in Blazer Nation listening to me right now to stand on that promise when life dishes you some of your tough curveballs. Muhammad Ali, at the end of a video, a pre-fight interview that he did back in 74, said, I'm going to show you how great I am, right? And you and I, we have to use the curveballs of our lives to show how great we are, right? Begin right now to use these obstacles that you've already overcome to show how talented you are, how brave you are, how determined you are, how patient you are, how kind you are, and how strong you are, right? The curveball happened. The curveball was there to actually work in your favor. So don't let the circumstances that you've already endured, don't allow those circumstances to derail your dreams and your progress. You are great. And today you need to remind yourself of that. Remind yourself that you're worth the fight. I want you to keep pushing, keep believing, keep showing yourself how great you are. Blazer Nation, if there's one rule that you and I are going to live by after these first 100 lessons, is that anyone can blaze. Success is not defined in one way. Success is defined in many ways, right? So don't let your background, where you live right now, how much you earn today, how much you failed in the past, don't let that define you. The only difference between you and many of the people who I have featured on this podcast, the only difference is that when life punched them in the belly, when they got a hit, you know, took a tough hit in the gut and they fell on their knees and some of them fell on their back, they got back up. Les Brown says that if you fall down, try to land on your back because if you can look up, you can get up. And so with that, I'm going to thank you and encourage you to keep the celebration going this holiday season. And remember that I need you, right? I need you to keep sharing this podcast. If we're going to continue to grow this movement, right? I need you to take the 100 amazing lessons in this archive and help me get those 100 lessons out to the world because I can't do this work alone. There are children in schools all around the world who need to hear messages that were shared in these 100 lessons. There are individuals, black, white, and other who live in your communities who are discouraged right now and they're hurting right now and they could be transformed by some of these stories. So I'm going to challenge you right this minute to grab a friend, a colleague, call up a family member and tell them about this podcast. Tell them to open their podcast, their Apple podcast app, their Spotify app. We just got accepted to Spotify, their Google Play. We're on iHeartRadio. There's so many apps, right? You can listen to us on Amazon Echo through TuneIn, right? But tell them to search, follow and subscribe to trailblazers.fm. Tell them to do it right now, right? And we're going to be on a break for two weeks for the first time and allow my brain to breathe, allow myself to have some self-care and spend some time with my family. We're going to resume and begin the journey of the next 100 on January 8th of 2018. I'm going to begin with a month-long series, which is really exciting, around the topic of financial literacy and building generational wealth. 
I've got some amazing, amazing guests that are lined up and they're going to get us started out in this new year with some mission fuel to help us get our money right, our mindset position to be able to build wealth because we need that in our community. So get ready because January 8th, we're bringing some heat, guys. We're going to blaze a new trail. So if today was your first time listening, I really hope you enjoyed spending some time with us. And I invite you to subscribe so that you get notified of new episodes when they go live every Monday. And it's my prayer for you, for each of you in our Blaze Nation to have a safe, relaxing, and a blessed holiday season. In the spirit of this celebration, I thought... Nothing would be better for me to share this bedtime duet by my two crumb snatchers, my daughter Layla and son Nigel. Enjoy. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made. The Lord has made. I will rejoice, I will rejoice and be glad in it, be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made.